0: Welcome to the Meg and Maggie podcast, where we bring you conversations of overall wellness. We believe in challenging the all or nothing approach to our health by focusing on simple and
1: sustainable practices for your everyday life. We are so happy you're here with us. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of our spirituality, religion, and controversial conversations episode. I wanted to pop on here quickly before the episode begins to, first of all, thank you for coming back and thank you for listening to the second half of this episode. And I also wanted to let you know that I did put in roughly the last three minutes of part one into the beginning of this episode. So that way you wouldn't have to go back and figure out where we left off. Um, The conversation should flow pretty nicely into the rest of this episode. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope it makes you think about what you believe and why you believe it and dig a little bit deeper into those you know, thoughts and topics. And I hope it encourages you to have conversations around these topics with important people in your life. So without further ado, let's get right into part two of the episode. Something else that you said that I want to talk about is the fear that comes along specifically with religion, in my opinion. So I'll preface this with the rest of my story. So as I grew up, got older, became a teenager in my early 20s. I, as I was dating guys, most of them were religious. And I was very resistant to it at that point because no one was answering my questions no one was answering my questions. And so I'm like, why would I come here and do all these things and believe all this stuff? If you're not even going to tell me why you do it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like you're not even going to tell me why you do this. So why am I going to do this? But I would go along anyway. Right. And I would go with them to church and do the whole thing. Like try to fit in, try to say all the right things, try to shake the hands at the right time, try to, you know, and a lot of my relationships ended because of this. Really? A lot of them. Yeah. Okay, because because I had questions and they couldn't answer them. Mm-hmm. And I don't care that you particularly can't answer my question. Mm-hmm. But on top of not being able to answer my question, you're not even holding the space for the fact that my question exists. Mm. Take a moment and <laughs> yeah, we'll take a moment where you can probably hear all my dogs. barking. That's okay. You're not even holding the space for the fact that my questions exist.
0: That is, hold on. I have to stop you because that is so beyond powerful. You are saying that like one, if you can't answer my question about religion, anyone, the the that's higher fine. ups, the normal people, that's fine. But if you can't even hold space for my question, and here's the thing, here's where my psych brain comes flying in here, right? Here's where my expertise in the way that humans work comes flying in. Your question interrupts their being. Yep. Period. Mic drop. Your question interrupts their entire existence. Yeah. That's freaking scary. That's scary for people because if you question their existence, their being, what do they have to do? They have to ask themselves questions. They have to wonder about their beliefs. They have to wonder, where did this belief come from? Is it even mine? Who created this belief for me? Is it nature? Is it nurture? Is it what? Right? You asking the questions shakes up a system that does not want to be shaken because it works. It works, right? You and I and many others are people who purposely shake things up to make them, and in the words of our beloved Glennon Doyle, to make them truer and more beautiful. I think that's how she says it. Like, we purposely come in there to ask the questions, to shake things up, not because we're assholes, not because we're trying to, like, fuck up people's day, but because... We ask the questions to wonder, could this be better? It absolutely could be. And that's the hard part about these conversations with religion is that there is so much beauty within these communities. And there is so much beauty within these churches. And there is also so much room that is not evolved for our modern world. And does not make humans feel loved. And I'm going to say one thing that, and I guess I'm saying a lot of things today that are like slightly controversial, but they're my truth is that when I, I when Maggie was there for the experience, when I was really let down by my experience with this church and I was let down, not because of what they did. They were very kind to me, extremely kind to me. Um, but they also could not answer my questions. And I had a gut feeling that I could not sit there if my questions were not being answered. And so when I would go and ask about different things and, you know, are we inclusive? Like, what is this church evolving? Are we forward thinking? Like just, you know, harder questions. The answer I got, especially when I asked about gay marriage was we love everyone and everyone sins. And that is that bullshit blanket statement that we put on things on purpose. And do you know what it really does? It contradicts. <laughs> do you know what Maggie yeah. and I hate more than anything? Contradictions. Especially in morals. Yeah, like there's nothing that'll get us more fired up, especially you, Maggie, than <laughs> a moral contradiction that she can see and you cannot see. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, but it's really, really important. So I want to kind of fast forward now to how we have found a way to... A lot of people feel like they have to either be, again, it's so funny, either all in or all out, right? They're either religious and they're doing the thing and they're following the rules or they're not, right? They're all or nothing. We have both come to a gray area, beautiful place within our lives of spirituality. And it will probably evolve even you know, 10 years ago, 10 years from now, we'll listen back and we'll be like, we may be in a totally different place. But I have found a very peaceful, beautiful place to have faith and not compromise what I know is true within myself. And that is one of the most powerful things I could have ever discovered about myself is the ability to hold the space for my beliefs and not compromise at the same time. And one other thing that I will say, the reason why it was so difficult for me, because even my family and some people around me, I said, I can't go back to this church. I I can't do it. They are telling me they do not agree with, you know, um, it was really gay marriage was my big one because that's a big, you know, I am 100% supportive of gay marriage and rights and relationships and same sex, everything and everything in between. And it felt everyone around me, not everyone, but a lot of people around me were like, Meg, it has nothing to do with you. You're not a part of the LGBTQ plus community. Like you're not, you're not gay. You're not bi. Like, Why can't you just go back and sit there and enjoy it for yourself? Mm -hmm. This really happened. And I had to ask myself that because I did. I had to sit for a minute. I was like, why do I care so much? Why does this bother me so much? It doesn't affect me. Truthfully, I'm 100% part of that community in the sense that I am a supporter and an ally, but I'm not in that community per se. Why does this bother me so much? And the reason that I now know, I didn't know at the moment, was... What I want for myself, I want for everyone else as well. So if I can sit there and live my life and come in with my beautiful, you know, husband one day and my children and sit there proudly in this place, if you can't, because you are married to someone of the same sex and you have beautiful children that you had through adoption or IBF or whatever you did, and you can't do that, I don't want it for myself. And it's the same thing. We've talked about it. Even if you go back to Donaga's episode, Donaga Marky came on about regenerative agriculture. And I made a statement where I said what I want for myself, what the grass fed food that I want for myself, the, you know, sustainably raised regenerative model of getting our food. I can't just want that for myself as a privileged thing. I want that for everyone. And I will make, I will work towards how can we make this more accessible for more people? And that's how it felt with religion too. Like what I want for myself, I want for others too. And that is a moral, um, a moral cord, moral, whatever that is not leaving me. <laughs> it's not shaking. And I'm really,
1: really, really proud of that. As you should be, mm-hmm. as you should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's important. And I think that is a huge place where we go wrong is Mm -hmm. that we look at religion specifically, whatever religion it is Mm -hmm. as the end all be all as this is the way that it's supposed to be. And in through my, all of the questions I've asked and have had answered and my journey towards learning about religion and learning about spirituality and faith in general religion. And this is just my understanding, but it helps me. So I hope that it helps you too, is that, religion is a structure and a guide to connecting to God, the universe, ourselves, whatever the heck you want to call it. Okay. But religion itself, the actual book, the actual rules, those are made up by humans Mm. and they come from words of God or Jesus or channeled or whoever it is in charge of your religion, right? They come from something greater than ourselves, Mm. but the actual words in the book were written by humans. The actual rules were written by humans. The traditions were created by humans Mm -hmm. who make mistakes and don't see everything for exactly what it is Mm -hmm. and who are just doing the best of what they have at that time. Mm -hmm. And so, for us to sit here and think that the religion itself is perfect doesn't make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that a religion, especially if you find one that you connect with, I think it can be an extremely, extremely powerful and helpful guide Mm -hmm. towards connecting you to something greater than yourself. Mm -hmm. And the repetition, and the the places where you do fall in line and you do the things over and over and over, it's like practice. It's spiritual practice, mm-hmm. right? When you go to church and you do the things, or if you have your your altar at home and you don't, you're not Christian and you, whatever you believe in, right? When you when you when you do the things over and over and over through repetition, that's our practice mm-hmm. of becoming closer to something greater than ourselves, mm-hmm. and. I don't care how what your practice looks like. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And for me personally, going back to the fear thing and the rest of my story, it wasn't until I met Cosmos, my husband now, where I finally was in the presence of a group of people who respected my questions Could they always answer them. No, but they respected that they existed. Mm-hmm. And so And I'm not going to sugarcoat this and say that my journey to religion as an adult was easy because it was not, it was full of a lot of fights. It was full of a lot of tears. It was full of a lot of questions that people couldn't answer. It was full of so many questions that I couldn't answer. I'm like getting emotional right now because it was painful, extremely Mm -hmm. painful. It required me to question every single thing. I believe it -hmm. required me to question every single thing about myself. It required me to question the entire way the world works Mm -hmm. and whether you're look, whether you're coming in from the perspective of growing up with religion and getting to that point where you're like, I don't know if this is exactly what I think it is, or you're in the position where I was in, where you grew up with no religion. And you're like, I think there's something else. Mm -hmm. It's extremely painful and difficult and challenging. And it is the hardest thing I've ever had to do Mm. ever. Mm -hmm. And. I say had to do because I had to for my relationship. Mm. Because I would not be in this beautiful marriage if I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting because as I embarked on this journey of learning about religion, mm-hmm. all the people that came along with me, especially my husband, learned too. We were just talking um, on, I think it was Thursday night. We went to play tennis and Cosmos, my husband, his dad is a priest in the Greek Orthodox Church. And so they grew up extremely immersed in the religion, in spirituality, in faith. And we were talking with him because he was talking about, you know, wanting to educate his grandchildren and like, you know, all of this stuff. And I was telling him how. Even when Cosmos and I, you know, dove deeper and when we wanted to learn more about the religion and why you do things and what does this mean and why do we do this and all this stuff, there were so many things that he didn't know. He learned more, maybe even more than me. The dad? And no, Cosmos. Oh, yeah. And he grew up in a religious household. Mm. And so we can't say that religion is the end all be all. Mm -hmm. We can't because if it was, we'd all have it perfectly figured out, and none of us do.
0: Mm. That's such a. (laughs) It's so true. It's like a lot of people struggle with religion, me included. I think a lot of people, because there are so many like facets, and there are so many like, you're right. Like, if there was one way, we would all just be doing the same thing, but there's not. And there's a lot of contradictions, and there's a lot of like, Questions and wonderings, and we as humans, me included, like believe me, do not hear this wrong. We also shift, like sh- shift religion and beliefs, to accommodate our lives more as well, right? And I notice it about myself. I'm going to use a silly example, but it's a real example. I am super passionate about the way that animals are treated, right? I, I it's a, it's a new thing of mine that within the last like six months is really important to me. And I will go into the grocery store and if I can't find the meat that I believe in, I won't buy it, okay? Then at the same time, when I see a Chick-fil-A, which is not often, I make, it's like funny, but it's like, this is really what we do as humans. I won't buy the chicken in the store that I believe wasn't raised right. And then I see a Chick-fil-A that I love and I love a spicy chicken sandwich. And I'm like, oh, I never have Chick-fil-A. Like, I'll just get Chick-fil-A. And I don't give myself guilt over that. I'm human. It is what it is, right? Like, I believe in this and I try and honor brands and companies who raise animals in a way that I believe in. And at the same time, look at me turning and shifting and adjusting my morals for my wants at the time. And that's what will piss people off in religion, especially is because they see that times 10. So they have had experiences, many people have had experiences with a priest, someone higher up, someone who is a holy person, whatever it may be, who they see acting in a light in which they do not agree with. And those people feel off but they're not you're smart you're picking up on the contradictions and that's not to be out here saying like you know let's just catch them all doing bad things and all priests are you know pedophiles and this and that and all the extremes that you can hear I'm not saying that by any means but what I'm saying is that we have a human uh I don't know what it is like a human innate thing where we convince ourselves to shape things around to make it more convenient for ourselves at the time. And that's within all of us. And it's definitely within me. And with religion in particular, I have now come to a place where I use my mom and I were just talking about the other day. It's funny. So my mom is extremely modern, never put guilt on me, everything like that. But she believes in God, like God, period. And so when I talk usually, and I am very spiritual and I really believe in a higher power i will say oftentimes god the universe whatever like that's my go-to i use god and the universe interchangeably (laughs) and my mom is like you can't do that that's not like right like it's god only and i'm like yeah no i think it's just a higher power i don't it could be god it could be the universe it could be whoever like i believe there's something up above me with their hands kind of like swirling around here in our lives And this is what I want to kind of get to and kind of close the episode off with is that I have found that when I went through my life where I didn't really believe anything, that was not for me. But at the same time, the man-made rules were also not for me, right? And so I had to find my own way of, I have a deep faith, deeper than most people who are probably in a church. And I have a deep trust within myself. And what I'm going to tell you is that that deep trust within yourself, that you are okay and you don't need to conform to anything and you can believe what you want. And, you know, I say, be a kind person and not harm anyone or anything. That is the best feeling that I have inside of me is this deep trust and knowing that I am here for a reason and the universe is in my favor. Yep. It's not here to make me feel shame or guilt. I am here for a reason to do what I am meant to do. Whatever that is, changes by the <laughs> by the year, by the day, by the whatever. But believing that the world is here to work with me and not
1: against me is really powerful. It truly is. And to finally get to the point about fear, because I've tried to get there like five times and I just like didn't do it. That was a perfect way, Megan, because. I think we, we misinterpret the idea of fear when it comes to faith and religion as being what you said in the beginning where you said, you know, like you're afraid, Mm. right? But fear being God fearing means having respect Mm. and it doesn't mean oh, the God or the universe or whoever is sitting here going to punish me for every single thing that I do. Mm -hmm. My understanding is more, I understand a little bit about how this works. Mm -hmm. And I need to respect the fact that there is a power greater than myself in which my actions will lead to what happens in the future right? Like, like you said, a life where you don't believe in anything greater than yourself is not for you. It feels empty. It feels like what's the point, right? Why am I here? I experienced that too for most of my life still. Most of my life, I didn't believe in anything greater than myself. Mm -hmm. And why am I here? Mm -hmm. If everything is just up to random chance, why am I here? Mm -hmm. Right? And at the same time, I didn't like the idea of, Well, if you're going to be religious or spiritual, you have to be afraid 24-7. Wait, so you're telling me my choices are either that there's no point whatsoever or I have to be afraid 24-7. That doesn't really sound like either of those options are good. I don't like those options, right? Mm -hmm. Where where more, it's like you get to a place of, like you just said, this deep trust, this deep knowing that I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. And also I have free will to make my own decisions and get Chick-fil-A if I want. Mm-hmm. And also my decisions and the power of God, the universe coexist together to create the future. And that requires respect. Mm. I really like the um
0: the side, the layer, the whatever that you were able to bring of that. Um because I think a lot of people need to hear that, and they need to know that there is another option. And there are so many people who sit in the church who are—I don't want to just use gay as an example any, that are that are not within the rules of it, right? And they feel like they have to choose. Um, it's actually—I believe—that's part of Abby Wambach's story. I was reading about her story where yeah, she yeah. felt like at a young age she grew up in the Catholic faith, and she felt like she had to choose God. Or herself. And she chose herself. And the point is though, is that you don't have to choose anymore. She didn't know that at the time. And I don't know her relationship with Faith now exactly, but I would assume that she has found a way to honor herself and whatever the fuck she wants to believe in. And that is really, really inspiring to me and to anyone listening that you don't have to choose anymore. And the people around you that will shame you for that and make you feel like there is something wrong with you. I'm not saying to cut off your grandparents right now or cut off your parents or whatever, but I'm also saying you should not feel constricted and there are open-minded people here in the world. We are two of them, right? And we are here for you in that way. And there are a lot of people like us. They just don't talk about it. (laughs) That's the thing I want to say this because especially on social media, they're like these whole little world. I always talk about this, but like there are these whole little worlds within these little boxes and um, your perception is everything. And if you see extremes um, or two sides of something where it's this way or that way, which is oftentimes what we see, it's kind of black and white. Sometimes you feel like there's only choose A or B. And what we want you to do is write C for yourself and choose it you know what I mean? Like it's a
1: silly yes. other, the other option. Other, you get the other,
0: Yes. The other option. And you know, a lot of people, like I'm praying, I'm like, I need someone who's like, and not to be like stereotypical, but like someone who's like in a deep, you know, I don't know, maybe in the Bible belt or whatever, like someone to find our podcast who is like deep in something that they're really questioning. And I don't want, them to feel shame for questioning things. And I want them to know that when you talk to people, like everyday people, I am finding, cause I'm actually making myself do it more and more. Cause sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, it's one way or the other people are either left or they're right or they're pro-choice or they're not pro-choice. You know what I mean? Like I fall into that too, where I think people are just extremes. And then I go out there and I purposely talk to people. And sometimes I will, um, tap the, you know, like, I will talk about some of the important discussions of our life. Most people, in my opinion, are in the middle. We just don't talk about it because it's taboo to talk about. And that's why this, you know, obviously our episodes are always valuable, but we're bringing the questions in that are necessary for you to be able to rewrite however you want your life to be. And there is nothing more empowering than that. And some people would call it a contradiction to be Christian and believe some things that are different than what the faith aligns with, they would think that that's wrong. You can't do that. I don't think there are any rules here in this life. So seriously, like uh, you can be different and stand firm in that and find the people who are different with you. And if you open your mind to it and you start to say that they will come into your life. 100%. You will meet them randomly at a coffee shop and you will start talking and you'll be like, this is what I needed. I, I needed someone who holds space, like Maggie said, who at least holds space for my questions, right? We don't have to agree. That's the thing that we always talk about this and it's really the essence of our podcast, but like the polarization of this way or that way or this way or that way, like that is not reality. And you can hold space for each other to have different views. I have some friends who have very different views from me on certain things, but I hold space for their opinion and they hold space for mine. There is nothing wrong with that. And I think we've lost sight of the beauty of that. It's become so like demonized and so like this way or that way that we've lost sight of the beauty of having different opinions and trying to see where other people are
1: coming from most 100% people 100% have yep
0: and wouldn't you agree that most people's intentions are good whether they're like for example and i'm going to say this i hope it's okay maggie you can cut it out if you don't like it but <laughs> like i think i think it's important most people on let's pick some big topics right Gun control versus no gun control, right? Both sides aren't typically, no one's over here who doesn't want, you know, as much gun control. They believe that we need guns to, you know, help situations where that's needed. Their intentions are that that'll keep people safer, right? It'll help. And then the other side, where we want a ton more gun control, their intentions are also to keep people safer, right? And now let's go to, babies and you know that kind of stuff the one side is we don't want any baby harmed and the other side is we don't want children harmed in the future because of that I'm trying to think of like another like you know topic that's big can you think of any off the top of your head Maggie
1: (laughs) those are definitely the biggest (laughs) ones I mean I feel like the COVID vaccine is exactly the same everything it's all exactly the same you should get vaccinated because it's going to help people. You should have your own choice because it's going to help people. Like it's all, we all have good intentions. And the other thing going along with that too is that the people on the edges, right? Okay. There's not that many of them out there and they're really loud. (laughs) Oh my God. And the people in the middle, there's a lot of them out there and they're really quiet. (laughs) And it makes us feel like, because I've been hearing this over and over and over. And, you know, this is a conversation you and I have had a million times. I've had this conversation with so many people is that everyone that's in the middle feels ostracized because they're not on one end or the other. And we feel like there are so many people that live in these extremes, but actually there aren't, there actually aren't that many people that live in these extremes. And I'm not here to say that, You shouldn't live in an extreme. If there's something that you are really, really, really set on, that's a choice for you to make. Like you can live your life however you want, right? Mm -hmm. But I think for all of us as people, we all, no matter where we stand on anything, are the way we look at things, what we value, what we believe in, it all has a place and it all, we're all going to connect to someone else. But most of us are scared to share. We're scared because we're scared of being attacked, right? Like I recently have started to learn how to say what I think and what I feel and what I believe in. And every little time I do it, other people are like, hey, I believe in that too. Mm -hmm. Hey, I totally see what you mean. Hey, like that made me think about something I hadn't thought about before. And with that is also going to come people attacking you, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the ratio of people attacking you to people relating, way more people relate.
0: Mm-hmm. Way more
1: people are like, yeah, thank you for saying that because I was thinking that too.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: And they're just not as loud. And so we feel like we're not allowed to say what we think because we're not on one extreme or another, but that's not the case, right? And um, I, just this week, I was on the Sullivan County Democrat podcast and they asked me about community. Right. And one of the biggest things about community is that community doesn't exist if we don't share. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. You know, like, and going back to religion, I feel like this is a perfect example of a place where we all go. Literally, the definition of a church is a gathering of people. It's not a building. It's not a religion. It's not anything like that. It's a gathering of people. And we all go to this place or any place and we all don't share. Mm -hmm. what is the point? Why do we do that? I think it feels unsafe. Not you're not
0: asking me. I know you're not asking me, but I haven't, I have an immediate answer. I think it feels unsafe. For a lot of people to share and that is what we can change okay so that is what let's get to like the in maggie's famous words let's move towards the positive side of it that we can change that you can create space for yourself and your relationships first i'm not saying to walk into a church and be like let's all sit and share um let's <laughs> right. to, go for it like write us in like let us know how it went um <laughs> but you know start with a relationship that you have with someone else where you differ like i actually purposely keep friends around me who do not all think like I do. That is very important to me. I also, it's very important to me to attract people into my life who are from different cultures and who do not look like me and who did not, who were not raised like me. And ideally who maybe were raised in another country. Like that is really important to me because There is so much value in people being different. And we have lost sight of the beauty of that because it feels unsafe to ask those questions. But I truly believe that most of us have really good intentions. We may just have different views and we need to stop feeling so like, oh, they have different views, so fuck them, done with them. And at the exact same time, hear me in the exact same time, if someone has views, let's say for example, right? You have views that contradicts my being and I'm not safe within your presence, that's different. And I say that really confidently because for example, like, you know, I'm just gonna say it, like if someone has different views and they are racist, right? And they, there's just, they do not hold space for people of color. That's just their core belief and how they were raised. I'm not sitting here going to say, oh yeah, I would be able to like have a relationship with them and we would be totally fine because they just have a different view of mine. That is a core belief of mine that can be compromised. So I do not have relationships like that. Right. Or I, if there are people in my life, I am actively severing or figuring out a way to exist within those, you know, cause it, it is within our family, these kinds of things at times. Um, I think it's really powerful to hold space for both that find your level of who you can connect with. But the only way that's going to happen is if you take a daring look at your life and begin to question what you believe in the first place. That's the starting ground. So to make it, you know, we've talked about some heavier stuff today, but absolutely necessary stuff. And I think Maggie had episode um, in the future, like the La La Land idea we were thinking and stuff like that might be a great follow-up in the future, but on a positive spin of it, Getting curious about your beliefs in the first place will crack this door for you. You don't even need to, like, okay, how do I get there? Don't even worry about that. Just wonder, where did these beliefs come from? Do I want to keep them? Do I believe in this? I think that's powerful in and of itself.
1: It absolutely is. And it can be that simple, too. It's not going to stay that simple because once you start asking questions, it's going to lead, like you said, it's going to crack the door. It's going to open you up to wherever you're meant to go next. Um, and I think that's a huge thing too, is that we, we try to figure out the entire path before we start. Mm -hmm. Right. And you just can't, you just, you just can't do that. Right. I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were saying, find me a straight river, Mm -hmm. right? Like we all try to get to somewhere in the fastest, most direct way possible. And that's not how it works. Right. Rivers are winding. They go around trees and rocks and mountains and all this stuff. And trees themselves have you ever seen a straight tree like no you know what I mean that's not how it works and we don't work like that either and so just start you know just be like why do I do what I do and do Um, I agree with what I do or what I believe
0: and just start there that really like lit something inside of me because I am a classic like first of all I've never heard the analogy about the river who was that that said that
1: um Remember? it was Rob Bell. Yeah, it was Rob Bell on the Rob cast. I can send you the episode. I can also link it below. Wow. It, was the, it was a fantastic episode. It was one of those where I need to listen to it again. One but- hundred Let's send it. it.
0: Let's have our listeners um have that option. That is so powerful because I always am looking for a straight river. Um, and I it's you're right, it doesn't exist. And I always think about that with business because that's what I'm focused on right now is being an entrepreneur. I'm trying to like, you know, find that straight river, but it you're right, it goes with everything else. You crack that door on religion or relationships or boundaries or different topics or politics or whatever. And the river is windy and it has rocks and bumps and ripples and then calm. And what a beautiful um, imagery to hold on to when you're going through those. But what I will say, people who are like, then why would I go down the river? Right? Like I'm chilling in the nice part of the river where it's smooth and it's comfortable. And what I will say to give you some words of encouragement is When you go down the river or when you're on the river, there is this feeling inside of you of alignment where you know that you are living your life in a true way to you and not in the way that was a precedent of you, like not a way that was designed for you, but in a way that you designed yourself. And that question, the little voice in the back of your head, that's like, is there more? Is there more? Is there more? Like, is this it? That gets answered when you go down that river. When you go down that windy river, that is where you find that. And to me,
1: my life is not worth living without that period. Yep, I agree from being in that place of feeling like everything was up to me Mm -hmm. and there was no connection to anything greater Mm -hmm. than myself. Even if you just want to call it energy, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm in the same place as you where I, use God and the universe interchangeably. Also energy and I feel like manifestation and prayer are very similar. And mm-hmm. I get attacked all the time, especially by family members. And they're like, you can't say that. And I'm like, why? Why not? Know. Why can't I, know. I say that? You know? And so um when you give yourself the opportunity to just see things from a different perspective, right? Like how could I see this differently? Mm. How can I see this differently and keep moving forward? You know, it just it gives you the option and the opportunity to create a life that you love. And like you said, it's not just happening to you. Right. Cause I feel like this is one of the, the big, um, the big pillars of creating a life that we truly want to live because going back to religion and the universe and all this stuff, like, if we believe that there is something greater than us and we, don't believe that it's all up to us and everything is random chance then that means we interact us and god the universe whatever we interact with each other right and so when we just give ourselves the opportunity to see huh what could this look like if it looked different Mm -hmm. then we give ourselves the power to co-create whatever we want Mm -hmm. and that's so cool it's so cool
0: Well, thank you guys. This was an awesome episode to just record, like just having Maggie and I have conversations like this. I don't know, probably once a month, every other month. Um, And it's usually when we're having them, we're on Maggie's couch and we're like, we should just be recording right now. Uh, So we wanted to bring you this conversation today. And if you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. There are a lot of people who are on your social media. There are a lot of people who truly need to hear this to know there's another way. And I have a, deep belief that those who are wondering and seeking like this episode will inspire you because it's exactly what I needed a few years ago. And that's why we're creating it now. So we will see you all next week, next Monday with the Mega Maggie podcast. Don't forget, we actually forgot today, but um, leave a review. We love reading them on the show. So if you liked this episode, go and leave a review. You may be, you know, the one read next week.
1: All right, guys, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the entirety of this episode. If you found this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Your support helps our show grow. And for that, we are extremely grateful. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. We'll see you next Monday with another episode of the Meg and Maggie podcast. Love Meg and Maggie.